You ready for the word this morning? Yeah. Excellent. So, um, this is part three uh, of uh, the second series of messages I'm doing on Arise. Um, I've, to be honest, I've lost count of what number this is. So, uh, I know that I've, I've spoken about Arise for a fair bit now, uh, but this is another one. But this is part three of uh, what I'm doing in this, this current uh, area of it, of Arise. So, Lord, I just thank you for the word penetrating our heart, that we'd see something differently that we've never seen before. Open our perception and our eyes to see you for who you really are. The magnificence, the, the grandeur, the, uh, the beauty, the power, the, the wonder, the awe of who you are this morning. I thank you that you're able to do that in the wonderful name of Jesus this morning. Amen. So arise, Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. So from arise, uh, what I've, I've said that you know, I felt God gave me this word at the start of this year, in January of this year, called arise. And I felt it was a word for us that's going to last us this entire year. And, uh, and I felt like God gave me five specific and keys that are going to unlock this whole thing of us arising in 2021. So, so arise is broken, A-R-I-S-E. So A is activating our connections, R is ramping up our worship, and then we have investing our gifts, stretching our faith, and engaging our communities. These are the five areas that we are going to drill down on those five areas of life in the, the remainder of this year. We may have little, like, uh, uh, messages that in between that that God may give us from time to time because I want to be obedient to what the Holy Spirit says to us in those moments. Now, that's predominantly the five areas that we're going to concentrate our time uh, as a church. I want to thank Althea for her message last Sunday because she really spoke so well and spoke into this whole area of Arise and also with Emily uh, with the, the message that she brought for us as well. So just really appreciate the, uh, the girls doing that. Um, so we briefly looked at activating our connections as a church and what that meant was that we value the people that walk with us, who work with us, who watch out for us, those who wait and weep with us, but also those who witness with us. See, what I believe about this activating our connections is that community isn't important. It's absolutely vital. It's absolutely vital. It's not important. It's absolutely vital. We absolutely need as a critical thing in our lives, this whole thing called community. And I want to you know, just encourage you that if you're not a part of a connect group, you need to be in a connect group. Can I say that right up front? I, you, you need to have vital connections in the, uh, in the family of God that are going to support you, challenge you, and, uh, and love you. They're going to give words of wisdom, words of knowledge. They're going to be there as a support network for you. But it's also somewhere where we can actually do life together a place where we can cry and, and be open, be vulnerable. But it's also that we can be strong for others in those moments as well. So uh, community is something that is really important for us. We need to activate those connections. It says in the Bible that we need to devote ourselves to one another. We need to devote ourselves to one another. That means we give of ourselves. You don't have to ask this of me. I give myself to, to this church. You know, and, and that's what we need to do. We need to give ourselves to the people of God. So this morning, I, I want to touch on the second area of Arise, and that's ramping up our worship. 
So uh, ramping up our worship. It, I think that the, uh, the, the, the past week is proof of how quickly and drastically our lives can change. Like in the space of seven days, the, the, the framework and the, how our, our culture, our, our state has changed has been dramatic. The whole worldwide COVID pandemic continues to impact our lives right across our nation of Australia. And people are becoming more uh, increasingly frustrated, uh, fearful, and that's directly affecting people's mental health and their well-being. Uh, I know how, you know, like when I found out about no congregational singing uh, this week, you know, I'm thinking, wow, you know, what are we going to do now? Well, we, we've experienced about what we, we thought was a pretty good plan. We probably could have done some things better, but, you know, it's, it's what we did on the fly and on the hop. I want to thank Dean for setting up uh, some stuff outside for the singing and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, so we can see that, that, you know, as much as we get frustrated in, in what we're doing and we get frustrated by not being able to do things, one of the things that frustrates the heck out of me is you can't sing in church, but you can sure barrack for your football team at an oval, you know? Uh, I'm going to tell you, that's discrimination. It is, is that, I'm going to call it for what it is. It's discrimination in our nation right now. And if you don't think that this is religious discrimination, wake up. I'm going to try and just... <laughs> yep, yeah, okay. You, you, I've loaded the shotgun. Okay, but the, I'm not aiming at you, please. I, I'm not shooting bullets at you because you guys, you understand this, you get this. And I think that more than ever, as a body of believers, as a body of Christ, right across the body of Christ in this nation, there has got to be a shout. There has got to be a roar of the line of the tribe of Judah that says that this is not acceptable and we stand up against this injustice. So people are becoming isolated. They're losing hope, all because of stuff that's going on now. We need to pray more than ever for our politicians. We need believers in places of influence and power in our nation. Okay? We need people who are elected officials in our community, going out there and representing what the body of Christ truly is all about. Never more than ever does our community need the church to arise. We need to arise as the body of Christ. The very reason I believe that the Holy Spirit, Spirit put arise on my heart for this year was to give us hope, was to help us to realign our focus and to recalibrate our lives and to come out of that grave and have a voice in our community. We've got to have a voice. We've got to have a say in what's going on. The Lord is calling us to arise, to live resurrected lives, to awaken to His presence, to His promises and the power of God. We've got to arise in those things. We've got to start to really challenge ourselves about our own walk in God. You know, we've got to devote ourselves. It cannot be that we come here Sunday after Sunday and after Sunday that you are waiting for me to rev you up. You've got to rev yourself up. You've got to be responsible for your own passion and devotion to the things of God. You cannot rely on me to do your devotions for you. You cannot rely on me to have your prayer life for you. You cannot rely on the worship team to have your own glory time in God. You've got to take responsibility yourself. 
So the Lord is calling us to arise. So how do we arise? Well, number one, we've got to activate our connections. And secondly, we've got to ramp up our worship. Why don't you say that with me? I am going to ramp up my worship. I am going to ramp up my worship. Now say it like you believe it. I am going to ramp up my worship. I'm going to ramp up my worship. I'm going to ramp it up. What does that mean? Well, it means like ramp up. It's an increase. We're, we're increasing. We're elevating something. We're, we're taking something to another level. We're ramping up our worship. We're, what better day to talk about ramping up our worship than on a day where the government says, you can't sing in church. <laughs> I think God knew this. He had a little smirk on his face. Hey, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So in saying this, you need to understand something about worship. Worship is not all about singing. Worship is not all about singing. Here's the thing. If it was all about singing, then when our government told us that we could not sing in church today, they would be telling me that I could not worship my God. And I'm going to say publicly right here and right now, there is nothing that you or anyone else can do that will ever stop me from worshipping God. <laughs> nothing. They can send me to jail. They can lock me up and throw away the key. But I'm going to worship my God. Worship isn't a part of the Christian life. It is the Christian life. It is the Christian life. Worship isn't just about singing a song. Worship is a lifestyle. It's a way of life. It's a way of seeing things different. It's a view of God that draws from me an act of devotion. It's something that I see about my God that stirs me to do something, to say something, to be someone to my community and the people around about me. If worshipping God was only about singing a song, then how does someone who can't sing worship God? Have you ever thought about how someone who's mute couldn't worship? They can't sing. So God's commanded them to worship God. And if it's all about singing, then a mute person is in direct disobedience to God. And God will never place a person in that position. That's not the God that we serve. Worshipping God is something that affects every part of our lives. In Mark chapter 12, verses 28 to 30, it says this, Now a certain religious scholar overheard them debating. When he saw how beautifully Jesus answered all their questions, he posed one of his own and he asked, Teacher, which commandment is the greatest of all? And Jesus answered him, The most important of all the commandments is this, The Lord Yahweh, our God, is one. You are to love the Lord Yahweh, your God, with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, with every thought that is within you and with all your strength. This is the great and supreme commandment. Jesus said that we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind and with all our strength. He was saying to us that we are to love the Lord with everything, with everything. We're to love God with all of our passion, with all of our being, with all of our minds, with all of our bodies. 
It's this this whole thing. We're to love God on a multiplicity of levels. There's a, a multiplicity of dimensions in which we can worship God. There's a multiplicity of spheres that we can worship God. That's what he's asking us to do. It's not just when you come to church on a Sunday, but it's every day of the week. It's not just in your family, but it's in your workplace. It's in the shopping centers. It's in the schools as we go. It's as we take our kids to their sporting events and doing different things. There's a multiplicity. There's a multiplicity of thought. I can think God thoughts. I can worship God with my thoughts. I can take responsibility for my thought life, bring them under control and subject to the obedience of Christ so that I'm thinking Christ-like thoughts. You don't have to, you know, you can't stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from nesting in your hair. What does that mean? That means that there are thoughts that we have. We have thoughts, a multiplicity of thoughts that go over our mind so much. You can't stop those thoughts. That's not like sin. To have those thoughts is not a sin. To dwell on them and to act on them is. Okay. So what I'm saying is that there are thoughts in our minds and our understanding like that, that all this stuff comes against us. The, 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 the thoughts that nest in our heads, the ones that we dwell on, the ones that we, we continue to feed, the ones that we continue to... Ooh, you know, so do you understand what I'm saying? Does that make sense to today? Okay. So we think love to love God on a multiplicity of levels. 1 John chapter 4, verse 19 says, We love because he first loved us. And this is the key, because I believe that worship is dynamically linked to love, to God's love. To God's love. We worship God. Not just because we love him, but because we've encountered his love for us. Something about the love of God and experiencing that, encountering God in our lives, it draws from us a response. There's a response that we have to having encountered the, wor- uh, 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 the love of God. And that, that response is worship. That response is awe. That, that response is wonder. That response is that we give. We, we do different things with our lives. See, when we encounter the love of God, can I tell you that you'd better believe that we will become inventive in the multiplicity of ways that we will discover that we can worship him because of his love. We will actively think of ways, how can I show my God how much I love him by doing something today, doing something, being some, someone, something to someone today. There's a response in my life that's elicited, that's, that's drawn from me because I've encountered the love of God in my life to such a degree that I've come to realise the depth, the width, the height and the magnitude of God's love for me that says to me, there's got to come a response. There's got to come a response. And just as loving God is a multidimensional expression, so is worship. So is worship. Worship is a multidimensional thing. It's a multidimensional expression. Not everyone worships the same. Not everyone expresses worship in the same way that we all do. We think it's singing. It's not. Not just singing. Our worship was never meant to be just about singing. 
Does it include singing? Yes, it does. But it's not just about singing. It's so much more. It's so much more. When Satan challenged Jesus in the wilderness to bow down and worship him, Jesus gave us an eternal truth in his response to Satan. It says in Luke chapter 4, verse 8, out of the Passion Translation, Jesus rebuked him. In other words, he rebuked Satan. And he said, Satan, get behind me. You know what? When those thoughts come that trying to take you down, just say, no, stop. In the name of Jesus, stop. I, I closed the door at that moment. I close that, that door. I say, no, that's not a godly thought. I'm a man of God. I'm a man of the Spirit. I'm a man of the Word of God. I'm the temple of the Holy Ghost. I shut that stuff down. You've got to be brutal, guys, especially guys. When there's stuff that comes on the TV, I can tell you right now, if there's something that comes on that's inappropriate, that it just catches you unawares, instantly I close my eyes because I don't want stuff going in my eye gate that makes my brain start to go in a place I don't want it to go. I shut it down. So Jesus says, Satan, get behind me, for it is written in the Scriptures, only one is worthy of your adoration. Church, there's only one worthy of your adoration. There's only one that's worthy of your worship. It's not your spouse, it's God. Only one is worthy of our adoration. You will worship before the Lord your God and love Him supremely. There is a direct correlation, there's a link, a dynamic link between worship and love for God. We're encouraged to love God and to worship Him. Just as our love for God comes with many expressions, so can our worship church. Our worship can come with many expressions. We can worship God through serving Him and others. That's how people worship God. We can worship Him through building community together by being the body of Christ with each other. We can worship him through investing of our gifts. God shaped us, so let's use the shape. It's worship for God. We can worship him by devoting ourselves to becoming disciples. What greater, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Quick, come on, Dean, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, come on. You know, it's on the tip of the tongue. Can anyone, what's that word? Okay. Um, Okay, so... (laughs) We can worship God by devoting ourselves to becoming his disciples. What greater expression of, of uh, adoration, worship, than t- for someone to copy who you are, or not to copy, but to, to want to be who you are. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Admiration. Thank you. That'll do. That'll do. That'll, that's, that's okay. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah? Okay. Just... Someone say, Lord, help him to preach this because he's doing really great but needs some help. (laughs) We can worship him through bringing others to Christ. What greater way? Let me introduce to you someone who's changed my life. His name is Jesus. We can worship him in spirit and in truth. We can worship him through obedience to his word. It says, you know, like those who love me obey my commands. Now there's, now, there's a whole series of messages, but not today. We can worship him through being filled with the Holy Spirit, with the gifts of the Holy Spirit being used with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Oh, God, flow through me. 
Holy Spirit. Let me go out into my community and have the, the person of the Holy Spirit flow through me as I touch base with people. You know, I, I had an opportunity only last week to, to phone someone in our community and, and to pray with her over the phone, going through an incredibly difficult time physically. She's not a believer that I'm aware of. And I just you know, said, I, do you, I, I'm going to pray for you. I didn't give her an option to say no. I said, I, I just really, I'm going to pray. She said, oh, 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 oh. And I, I launched, baby, I was off. I pressed the red button, I was firing. Mate, I'm gone. In Jesus' name, I pray the healing and your wholeness. In the, and she, I can hear her laughing on the phone. Does, does, you know what? Laughing's not uh, persecution. <laughs> Laughing, it is not persecution. Persecution is dying for your faith. Laugh, someone laughing at me because I'm praying for someone is not persecution. Or did you, half of you think that that was? She might have been getting, like, the joy of the Lord came upon her. In all of these ways and so many more, we need to keep our eyes on Him because He is the object, the focus of our worship. See, it is impossible to worship God without loving Him. It says in Colossians 3.23, put your heart and soul into every activity you do as though you are doing it for the Lord himself and not merely for others. So any activity that we do can be turned to worship by simply doing it for the Lord himself and by keeping our eyes on him. That's how we turn whatever we do, whatever we say into worship for God. You might be thinking today, that it's been my intention for you to, to do more, to, to say more or to get more involved in serving in the church or to giving or being in fellowship or to being in a connect group or to witnessing. But I want to tell you, that is not my intention this morning. My intention is for us all to lift our vision and to see Jesus, uh, to ramp up, to increase our awareness of Him and His presence that's my intention in ramping up, to lift our vision, to raise that, uh, not looking down here all the time, oh glum and, and looking inwardly, but look up, ramp up our worship, ramp up our vision, ramp up our voice so that we can see who he is, that that's him whom I'm worshipping. That's the one I'm glorifying this morning. That's the one that I adore. That's the one I want to sing about. That's the one I want to serve. That's the one I want to give to. That's the one I want to share to my unsafe family and friends about. It's ramping up, lifting our vision. See, to arise doesn't mean that we do more unless God tells us to do something. See, arise doesn't mean that we do anything other than to see more, to hear more, to feel more, and to have a greater awareness of Him and His kingdom in what we're already doing, in what we're already saying, that we become aware of His presence. Does this make sense this morning? 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 says, Excuse me. <clears throat> so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, whatever you whatever you do, it's not whatever. It's whatever. It's whatever you do. No matter what you do, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. What is it? For the worship 
of God, for the adoration of God, for the honour of God. Put your own word in there to express how you, for the wonder of God, for the awe of His majesty, for the greatness of His power and His presence, for the brightness and the illumination of His Spirit in my life. I do it all for Him. And now, don't see me, see Him this morning in what I'm doing. See Him in what we're doing when we go to work and stuff. So we're making a decision that more areas of our lives become worship for God as we become more aware of Him in us and working through us. This is how we're going to arise. When you start to get a picture of who God is, when you are more aware of His presence, you, will have, you can't stay in the grave. He will cause you to come out in the glory and the power of His Holy Spirit, standing on the rock of Jesus Christ, we will come out of that grave. Chains be gone in the name of Jesus. I break every chain of slavery to things in this place this morning. What does it mean to, to rise and ramp up? As we go to work, this is for you, Jesus. As we're raising our families, this is for you, Jesus. As we do our shopping, what? This is for you, Jesus. As we're going to church, this is for you, Jesus. As we pray for people, this is for you, Jesus. As we lead a connect group, this is for you, Jesus. As we lead that company, as we lead that business, this is for your glory, Jesus. This is for you. As we, we, as we give, as we pick up our kids from the sporting uh, things, as we go to school and pick our kids up, as we speak to our neighbours, as we do our devotions, this is for you, Jesus. And oh yes, and as we sing, this is for you, Jesus. This is for you. So in 2021... As we arise, we're going to activate our connections because like community, it's not important. It's absolutely vital. And ramping up our worship will see us have a vision of who we're following so that we can know without any shadow of doubt that I'm worshipping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the mighty God, the everlasting Lord the one who created the heavens and the earth, the one who gave me purpose for living, the one who I am giving my life to. Is there anyone else here this morning? Just want to give yourself to Jesus this morning. Let's stand. I'm done. <clears throat> Don't you love it when the government helps you to preach your message? I thought that was really exceptional of Mr. Stephen Marshall. For him to help me to preach this message, that worship is not about just about a song. Let, let's let our, uh, the things that we do be a song. Uh, let, let there be a rhythm and a, a cadence to what we do for him. Let there be a rhythm to our lives that, that is all for the glory of God and to, to worship him with this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the power of your word. I know that you've come and, and helped me to speak this message and to point people to you. I don't, I don't want people to see me. My prayer is always, Lord, make me a person of no reputation, that people forget my name. And you know what? how challenging that is when people forget your name? That hurts, but you know, I, I digress. 
Lord, I just thank you for answering prayer. I thank you that you are the one that we worship. You're the one that we glorify. You're the one that we're, we're pursuing and, and want to fill our lives and to fill our mouths with. We want to fill our complete selves with you. But Lord, not just for our sake, we want to see this community changed and transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit and that the, the, the churches would be packed to the rafters. I pray that the, the church is forced to come together in partnership to complete each other, not compete with each other. Lord, I pray that every other church in Mount Barker right now, in, in the Adelaide Hills, right across our state and nation, is packed. Lord, I pray such a revival sweeps our nation that every single church is not enough to contain who you want to bring in in this harvest time. Lord, in the name of Jesus, would you fill every church. Lord, break down walls that separate us, but Lord, breathe life into things that connect us. Lord, look for, for reasons to be joined together. Help us to see people saved. Help us to see people come into new life with you. Lord, I thank you that you're, you're doing something wonderful in us in this day and this age, in the mighty name of Jesus. I don't want to give this opportunity up without giving people an opportunity to, to actually meet Jesus. You know, I've spoken about worshipping Jesus, like uh, ramping up our worship for Him. One of the greatest things that you could do as a gift to Jesus is give your life to Him. And maybe you've never done that before. Maybe there's something you know, that's prevented you or maybe this is the first time you've ever been in a church and hey, that's great, really welcome you. I hope you have a great time. But you know, there's an opportunity here for people to meet Christ and to give their lives to Him. So I'm not going to fluff about. If you want to give your life to Jesus this morning and you've never done it before, I just want you to put your hand up because I want to know who I'm praying for. Is anyone here this morning you just want to give your life to Jesus? and say, hey, I, I want to worship God with my life. I just found myself here today. I don't know why, but I'm here. Is anyone here this morning? Just want to give your heart to Christ. Okay, there's a second group I want to pray for. And I just felt like just then, is there a someone here? You, you've given your heart to Christ, but you're not really worshiping God with your life. There's not a something about your life that's a response to His love. And this morning you felt like there needs to be. Is there anyone here you just want to give your heart a life, your life afresh to God this morning? You just want to say, hey God, messed up. I just want to give myself a fresh ear this morning. There's no condemnation in doing that. In fact, there's actual joy. In heaven, when people do that, there is a celebration. So is there anybody here this morning just want to rededicate your life to God. You know that you haven't been walking strong. Yes, thank you. Is there anybody else? Just put your hand up nice and tall so we can pray together. Know who I'm praying for. Thank you. Anyone else? It's a couple of people. How good's that? How good's that? How good's that? Lord, we rejoice. We re Every one of us. Lord, just, just spend a moment saying, I, I give you my life afresh. I give you my life afresh. I give you my life afresh. Forgive me of going my own way. 
Lord, I, I want your passion. I want your, your spirit living in me. I want your word alive and activating in me, Lord. I, I want your vision for my life. I want to, to see you in a whole new way. I want a new perspective on who you are, how big you are, how powerful you are, how great you are, how magnificent you are, how, how your glory fills the temple. Lord, I thank you that you fill this temple. You fill my life in the name of Jesus today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. We give you glory and honour in the wonderful name of Jesus.